I want to tell you about this van that used to exist in the town that I used to live in, Homer, Alaska. It's this little seaside uh, fishing town. And, and there used to be this guy who had a van. Well, more accurately, there used to be a guy who lived in a van Literally down by the river, down by the ocean. I was parked on the beach, and it was like an old, like, Chevy van from, like, the, I don't know, like, early 90s. It was kind of kind of rusty, kind of, you know, and it didn't have any windows. It was a windowless van. Uh-oh, uh-oh. And spray-painted on the side of the van in big letters, it said, Free Candy. And then when, whenever we would drive by and we would see this van, we thought it was funny. But then after a while, I kind of saw this guy that, like, lived in this van, apparently. And he was, like, this old, like, he looked like an old pros. He looked like the prospector guy from the Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch, when they Yes. <laughs> he kind of looked like that guy. And after I saw him and saw that he lived in this van, I began to think, huh, maybe this is not a joke at all. Maybe, maybe this is a real... Yeah. 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 Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> then did you have to have the talk with your, with your children about the, the free candy man? Nah, we don't worry about that these days. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, free candy? What kind does he have? Do you have any Butterfingers? <laughs> I'm Aaron Selbig. And I'm Dr. Amy Bessler. And we are the Latchkey Kids. Oh boy. Yay. Okay. <laughs> We're all hopped up on free candy over here. Oh my God. I love free candy. Especially <laughs> from a van down by the river. Yeah. Yes. And it's important that the free candy van doesn't have any windows. That's important. I got to remember that. Okay. You don't want you don't want people to see all the free candy you got in there. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Let's get into this episode, Amy. We're a little worried. We're, we're you know what? We're just gonna be honest with you. <laughs> we're trying <laughs> we're trying to figure out how are we gonna make this episode. This show is fun, right? This show is fun and light and full of good humor. And today's topic is not any of those things. So, but listen, we have a few stories. We have some uh, fun memories? Question mark. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, if you are if you are a child of the '80s, and and our our demographics on Spotify tell us that you are, <laughs> That's then you remember Stranger Danger. You totally. Oh, you were. You were drilled with Stranger Danger when you were a kid, weren't you? Of course you were. That's why you're here. Um, yes, yeah. Exactly. And so Stranger Danger did permeate pop culture. We'll talk about some of the pop culture uh, permutations of Stranger Danger. It did. And it, you know, and it was a th- it was a theme of generally things that we were afraid of, right, Doctor Amy? That's exactly right. We were afraid of Satan worshippers. We were- nuclear war. Nuclear war was a big one. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
we were I mean very scared of gang members uh, giving us free drugs in an alley. <laughs> Along the same lines of free candy. I wonder if the van guy also had free drugs in there. Maybe he did. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right. So I didn't. I, so the movies I talked about were E.T. and The Burning Bed, but I, I referenced <laughs> one. <laughs> I referenced one that I don't remember the name of it, but I remember as a young child seeing a movie on TV that was about children being kidnapped from their bedroom windows. Really? I was certain that was going to happen to me. Absolutely certain. It was just a matter of time. <laughs> But it never happened. I, s- no, I assume. Not, I mean, not as of yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I made it to you know my mid forties, so we'll see. But no, that never, never happened. So, All right, uh, good. Well, good. I mean, do, does that make you feel uh, a little bit sad, like you weren't popular? <laughs> <laughs> do you feel a little bit neglected? <laughs> the, the kidnapper with every window except mine. I know, huh? What, wait, what was the TV movie? I don't know. Oh, come on. I have no idea. I don't know. I even tried to Google it. I, maybe I dreamed it. Maybe it's not even a real thing. I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> it's one of those, what do you call those things like the Berenstain Bears? Oh, gosh. I shouldn't have brought this up. It's a, <laughs> you, you, those things where people, where you have a memory where, oh. where, it turns out that like people think the Berenstain Bears it was spelled Berenstein Bears, but it's actually right. Berenstain Bears. What is that phenomenon called? Oh gosh! Oh my God! Oh, it's uh. All right. Well, you you go ahead with the show, and then I am gonna Google this frantically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. that's how we'll spend our time this morning. Oh, it's the Mandela effect. It's the Mandela Mande- That's where you, where you, where a whole bunch of people have like a false memory of something. Yeah. I'm so glad we cleared that up. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh my gosh. Stranger Danger was, in my mind anyway, it was an example of a moral panic, like, you know, like the Satanic panic, like, like there was a panic of. Um, of daycare centers were like centers of child molesters and these and these were you know it it, these were it sounds ridiculous now but this was very real i mean people people went to innocent people went to prison because of this stuff you know people were 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 blamed and and for you know the kids went to were convicted of murder because they listened to metallica you know it was it was crazy back then um Different things are crazy now. And really, when you look at it, the odds of a child being kidnapped off the street by a stranger are minuscule. It really, I mean, I'm not going to say it doesn't happen. It happens occasionally, but it is extremely rare. According to the United States Department of Justice, most missing children are runaways, and 99% of abducted children are taken by relatives. It's usually their non-custodial parent is usually yeah right exactly exactly. yeah so so aaron you know in trying to figure out like how could this happen what was 
the genesis of this whole thing, all of that. I found this really great article uh, that was written by Rick Uziak, and it's titled, Captain Crime, Why the Stranger Danger Panic of the 80s Took Hold and Who You To Let Go, that was published by Jezebel. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, like, how did this get into our collective psyche? Like, it, it was right around late 70s, early 80s that this became, like, this massive, massive cultural phenomenon. It was, too. It was everywhere. It was in school. It was taught by every parent. I mean, it was, like, it was everywhere. Yeah. So so in this article, they posed, uh, you know, the, the thought that, you know, really it comes down to possibly two words which are Adam Walsh. Yes, Adam Walsh. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is literally every parent's first nightmare, truly. So, uh, little sweet Adam Walsh, six years old. Mom takes him to the mall, of course. The safest place in the world. And this is in 1981. And mm-hmm. then Sears, and there's like a little kiosk where they're... Um, kind of demonstrating and letting you sort of have a chance to play the new Atari uh, video game. And so mom wants to go look at a lamp that's on sale in the same store. She's mm-hmm. going to walk like, you know, 30 feet that way. And he's at this kiosk with some other kids. So she, he's not by himself. He's just, you know, there in the middle of the Sears. And, you know, the, the kids start kind of arguing about whose turn it is to play. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the you know, I don't know, whoever is, you know, there at the store gets irritated with them and kicks them out of the store. Oh. And they're like, are you here with your parents? And the older kids are all there. They're like, no, we're here by ourselves. Well, get out of here then. And Adam was only six and, like, didn't say anything. Yeah, you know, whatever. So he just went He's six. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. He goes outside and, you know, of course, Mom comes back to the kiosk a few minutes later and he's not there and nobody's there. And he's gone. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so anyway, his his part of his body was found. Okay. Later yeah. Later uh-huh. hey. so, wow. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And there were other there were other high profile examples of this. You oh yeah. Johnny Gosh, who was delivering newspapers, he was twelve years old, and he just like went missing. Disappeared. Delivering newspapers. You had Eaton Pat, who was six years old, who disappeared in 1979. Um, this was a big one, Aaron. Stephen Steyer. Do you remember this one? He uh-uh. was kidnapped in 1972, and he later escaped in 1980. Oh. And so he was he held was captive that whole time? He was held captive. Okay. And then it became like, oh, my gosh, we could be held captive. Yeah. Man. That could be a whole thing. Yeah. And then you had Yusuf Bell, nine years old, who was just like running an errand for a neighbor, and and his body was found a couple weeks later. But he ended up being a victim of what turned out to be a serial killer in Atlanta. Mm. Oh yeah, the the Atlanta child murders, right? Yeah. yeah. So that, I mean, that truly was epidemic. Yeah. Now that that situation was that really was that was a justified panic because for a yeah. period of Oh, it was. It went on for two or three years. Uh, more, more than twenty kids disappeared in Atlanta. Um, yeah, and it, they, it was a, it, eventually they they got the guy. There's a really good, by the way, if you, the, not to turn this into a true crime podcast, but if you want to, <laughs> that's true. Those are that's sort of the most popular podcast. All the most popular podcasts. Yes. Oh, so do I. So do I. 
Anyway, there's a show called Mind Hunter that was on Netflix. It's unfortunately it got canceled for some reason, even though it's one of the greatest crime shows I've ever seen. And season two of Mind Hunter is all about the Atlanta yes. child murders. Yes. It's very, very, very good. Go check it out Excellent. if you're Excellent. into true crime. Yeah, there are some podcasts about the Atlanta child murders as well. So yeah. Anyway, um, so that actually was really you know horrifying. Um, but you know there was a serial but, killer. But, you know, I mean, there are some of these cases, but I, like we said earlier, if you look at the raw numbers, it just doesn't happen very often, you know? And it right. di- and it wasn't like it happened more often back then. It didn't, you know? it, it, it do- And it doesn't happen that often now. And that's not to downplay all of these terrible stories because they're all true and, and it really is horrible. And you do hear these days about people getting kidnapped and, you know, they're, and held captive. There's the Elizabeth Smart story. There's a bunch of those. Sure. Those stories just, what happens is those stories capture our imagination and they are just fodder for the media and then they become overhyped. And next thing you know, all of these things just get into our psyche and you've got all of the seeds there for a panic, a, like a collective freak out. <laughs> Where we all, you know, uh, overreact, I would say, to a, a danger that's real, but is, you know, very unli- a very unlikely danger. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, How does that happen? Get, yeah, the best way, especially in the 80s, to get into our collective psyche, of course, was through the television, Aaron. I mean, how else did we ever know anything but by watching TV? So... So the Adam Walsh uh, murder, they did a, a TV movie about it in 1983 um, titled Adam. And, yes, I think uh, I remember that. Really, really. Here's, here's yeah. a quote from the author of that article. He says, before there was Madonna or Cher, there was Adam. He was everything <laughs> I did not want to be, kidnapped and dead. Like oh, God. The, you know, the single man. If you, just the word Adam, you knew exactly what that was about. Um, there was a um, 1983 movie without a trace that actually became a, a cable uh, TV show that had elements of the Eaton Cat piece like kind of woven into it. Mm-hmm. it fictionalized it, but it started with the seeds from that. Um, you had a 1985 TV movie, Atlanta Child Murders, about mm. um, USFL and you know all that whole thing. Um, I talked to you about Stephen Skater, who was the one that was kidnapped and then escaped eight years later. Mm-hmm. This was a big one, Aaron. In 1989, there was a, a TV movie, I Know My First Name is Steven. I didn't Do see that. Know? I don't remember. No, I don't remember a lot of these. I miss these for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why I'm not quite as afraid of strangers oh, as you are. Well, <laughs> you were off watching Gilligan's Island and I was <laughs> over here. Like, right. I was in my little yeah. bubble. Where everything is great and free candy is a legitimate possibility. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And and then they would do fictionalized stuff, too, because you have to just... Right. Aaron, do you remember the after-school specials? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We would literally race home. I mean, all the time, we were worried we'd be kidnapped on the way, so we'd get there real real quick. Right, right. Oh, God. Yeah, that's another thing. You used to be able to hitchhike all over the place. Oh, man. 
you can't do it anymore. My husband talks about growing up in a hitchhiking culture. Yeah, Alaska had had a strong hitchhiking culture. You'll still see hitchhikers in Alaska just because the nature of, you know, the distances and the very remote roads, you know. It's still a thing. Yeah. 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 Mm Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Of course, we have a whole episode dedicated to my favorite, Gem and the Holograms. Please go back and listen to <laughs> Did they really? Yes. Did Gem and the Holograms have a Stranger Danger episode? Yes. No. I I, yes, I don't remember what that was, but I'm going to have to go back. I'm going to have to see that Did now. Did you ever watch Mask? Mask had some kind of anti-stranger thing happening. I don't remember uh, that. Earlier, <laughs> I think I blocked all this out. <laughs> Yeah. Um, even the, the books. Oh God. The Berenstain Bears were telling kids to stay away from strangers yes. too. The okay. Bears had a book wow. About strangers. I guess I shouldn't and, be surprised. And then this might be the funniest one um, to <laughs> me is there was a Welcome to Pooh Corner, uh, <laughs> the Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> That was devoted to the perils of strangers. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I remember Different Strokes had, they, they oh, covered yeah. this. It's, I don't remember if Nancy Reagan was involved. <laughs> but I th- wasn't Arnold. Somebody on Different Strokes was, like, almost abducted by a stranger yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yes, yes, yes. Well, yeah. you remember Step Brother Sam? He was the literal redheaded stepbrother. <laughs> you remember he had, like, a little bowl cut? No. <laughs> he was a little are you, are you sure you're not talking about Oliver from the Brady Bunch? No, no, okay. very similar. Very All right. Okay. No. Oh, you know it's special. <laughs> you know they really have a message when it's a two-parter. Yeah, just like on the last two kids. Right. Like Jennifer Grey is worth a two-parter. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh-huh. So, so they had a two-parter. <laughs> Oh, I do remember this now. Yes. Yes. And we were almost sort of made to sort of sympathize with the kidnapper. Right. Uh huh. Yeah, and in the end, like, I, he probably doesn't even really need to go to jail because he's just a sad old man, right? Exactly. Oh, God. And, and there was the whole thing. Of, of course, we have a whole episode uh, about how much cereal we ate in our youth. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. accompanying the cereal was <laughs> right. the carton. So while you're sitting there trying to enjoy your honeycombs or your tricks or your Cocoa Pebbles, you got to stare at some poor kid that got picked up at the mall in 1978 and hasn't been yes. seen since. You know? Yes. I do. They used to have that at the school. They would give us the little milks at school and they had people on those milk cartons. Yes. The little tiny milks. Oh, they had children. They did have missing children on them. Oh, my God. Um, and that was about 
a girl who, like, sees her own face on the milk carton, and she's like, but I have this family, and I, like, how, why would I be on this milk carton? This is a, like, just a fictional, you know, story. Oh, God, uh, okay. So <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> that really happened. That's how she figures <laughs> out that she had been abducted when she was, like, three years old because she sees her own face on the milk carton, and she's like, looking at these, you know, and kind of giving a side eye to these poor parents. Wow. Sure at the table, like, wait a second. <laughs> you people, what, what am I doing here? This is, so that was Aaron. Huh. Did you know there was a board game? We have a whole episode, people, about board games, which I highly recommend. It yes. It's a, a lot of fun. Yes. There was a board game called Strangers and Dangers. Get out of here. Really? Oh my God! Ugh. Well, I remember, I remember. Uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, McGruff, the crime doc. Remember him with the trench coat? What the hell was McGruff, the crime dog, supposed to be? Was he like a, like, yeah, he was like a film noir detective or something? How is this supposed to relate to children? And he talked like he was, like he was about to retire, and he, you know, and he. Yeah, like he had a pocket full of cigars, you know, and and he he was dressed like someone who would kidnap a child, you know. Totally. <laughs> right. Totally. He was the least friendly cartoon dog I have ever seen in my life to this day. Yeah, he was borderline terrifying. <laughs> right. This was a thing in in school too, because we saw yeah. McGruff the crime dog in school. You yeah, know, they, they used to, they would frequently just sit us down and turn the lights off, and we'd watch <laughs> film strips. They called them back then. You know. Yes, that's exactly right. And then you'd have assemblies where they'd have like some puppets or some yeah. robots, and then they'd be, you know, teaching you right. about the strangers. And Don't talk to strangers. <laughs> yeah. Um, Aaron, there was a, a 1985 uh, book for parents to read with their children, um, and it, a guide, really, titled Protect Your Child, and it had all these, like, survey questions, and and the, the first chapter is titled, There is No Such Thing as Overprotection, Aaron. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, Get out of here. I, you know, I really, we're going to get to this at the end of this, but I really hope we know better now. I really do. You know, that yeah. there's no such thing as overprotection, because guess what? There is. Yes. Turns out there is. Uh -huh. Of course, you know, we started by maybe the Adam Walsh, you know, tragedy kind of is what really freaked people out. Like, you yeah. need to at them all with your kid and have this happen. And we know, of course, another pop culture television reference, Aaron, his father, yeah. John Walsh. John Walsh, yeah. Then went on to host America's Most Wanted for yeah. many years. I, I loved that America's Most Wanted. No, and, you know, and, and honestly, we're kind of, we're, we're, I, I, we're downplaying this a bit because it really was like over the, completely over the top, making a huge issue that scared kids all over the country out of something that, as we've said, is extremely rare. But, you know, Having uh, America's America's Most Wanted has caught many people over the years. I don't know if the milk carton thing did any good. Maybe it did, and you know, so I'm not I'm not here to say that things like that are a terrible idea in and of themselves. It's just the the whole arc of the whole thing of instilling all this fear into children had consequences that I don't think people 
thought about at the time that they didn't consider the you know how it was going to create all of this fear and how that was going to create anxiety in little kids who were going to be constantly looking over their shoulders at every passing car for the rest of their lives you know what i mean um well and and i thought maybe it was just me like i thought okay i like i just have this weird problem this weird hang up where i mean aaron i was certain i was going to be kidnapped yeah it was only a matter of time right yeah. I was sleeping with one eye open, and we lived in a nice, you know, middle class suburban back of the cul de sac right. neighborhood. It wasn't like there was a high crime rate or anything terrible was happening around us. Right. Um, but I just really, and I'm like, am I the only one? I don't know. Uh-huh. Apparently, I was not. Well, I talked to my wife about this the yesterday. We were going for a walk, and we were, you know, I was telling her about this episode, and she said that the hype over Stranger Danger made her think. The world was full of adults who wanted to kidnap and molest me. And yeah, exactly. I think we all felt that way. You know, we. No. Aaron, do you remember the house with the E in the window? Oh, yeah. That was a thing in Arizona. I, I don't know if that was a thing elsewhere. Probably. I asked people about it. They look at me like I'm crazy. Was it just Mesa, Arizona in the 1980s? Possibly, could that be? I don't know. People tell us on, on Facebook. Yeah. Had, and maybe it wasn't an E. So in our neighborhood, it was like a... Like a it was a sign. Sign that with had a big E. A red E. A white sign with a red E. It was about... I don't know. It was big enough that you could see it from the street. And you would put it in your window. And what the E meant, it stood for emergency, I think. Right. And if you were a kid and you had an emergency, you could go to any house with the E in the window. It meant somebody would be home, you know, and that they it was a safe place. Yeah. It was a a neighborhood watch thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think other communities had some kind of neighborhood watch program. Ours happened to have the house with the E in the window. And do you remember, Aaron, we used it one time. It came in extremely (laughs) handy one time because you and I... We're riding home. We were riding our bikes home from school, yes. and I don't remember how you went off the bike. I don't think I had anything to do with it. Did I? I hope I didn't. No, okay, I think I ju- I you just fell. Yeah. And you landed on your face, yeah, and you got a huge cut on your forehead, and there was like a rock that got in stuck in your forehead. And you were bleeding profusely, and I was like, oh, Jesus, I guess I'm in charge of this situation. That can't be good. And so, and and lo and behold, right across the street from where this happened, there was a house with the E in the window. And so we ran up there. We rang the bell. This this lady answered the door, and she knew what to do. Yeah. She took care of you, and she didn't she wash your head off and... Next, she called our mom. She, I don't think we had to call 911, did we? No. no she just no. called our mom. We just called our mom. But you did have to go to the emergency room, right? Uh, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had stitches. You had stitches, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, now, yeah. If you were a nefarious, uh, you know, um, pervert or criminal, <laughs> why wouldn't you just put an E in your window and have a children? Right. It's like the free candy. Like, yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Huh. I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were, we were kind of dumb. We would have gone to any, like, hand-drawn email totally. window with, like, a magic marker. Like, there's an E in that window. Let's right. go over there. 
That E looks a little janky, but I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were on our own. Yeah. That was and a big we part were, of it. We were, we were kind of the first generation where that was the case. We're the only generation where that's the case because it's not yeah. like that. It wasn't like that for our kids, really. And kids these days, it's really not like that. And yeah, yeah. we're we're the only ones, I think, that were just free range kids. You yeah. know, most, most of us made it through. And, and yeah, so I think our parents were like, OK, we got to really, you know, we got to toughen them up. Out. Yeah, they got to get streetwise. Street <laughs> That's what they need. McGruff, the crime dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and like you said, Aaron, the real danger is with adults or with the adults that you know. Yeah. We were not taught about that. We were yeah. not taught about when somebody in your family does something bad. Like what no, that's really what sh that's really what should have happened. It should have, you know, it, it, it really should have been more along the lines of telling us what the real danger was. The real danger is someone you know. It's probably someone in your family. And we were never taught, and, and luckily, and, and I know I have known a lot of people um, who are have been, were sexually abused when they were kids. Amy and I were not. We were very lucky, and, and but a lot of our friends were. I've known a lot of people that were. And it's always a family member, or not always, but almost always. We were never taught anything about that of what to right. do if something like that happens who do you talk to will that will the adults believe you what if the person who's harming you you know threatens you and tells you they're going to you know kill your parents if you tell anybody because that's a thing that happens we were never taught any of that none of that ever right. we were taught nope it's going to be a stranger in a van who has a puppy dog and don't listen yeah. to him even though that is honestly not a thing that happens very often. That's where this has all got blown out of of it doesn't it doesn't resemble reality in any way cuz reality is you got to watch out for the people you know and we were never taught that. Sadly. Yeah, and also in addition to family members and people close to you in that way or it, you know people that you know who are adults in a position of authority in your life like Yes. Like yeah. a coach or a teacher right. or a Scout troop leader. Or so, so, like, mm -hmm. but this is the person who is the, you know, responsible adult, and I'm supposed to listen to what they say, and I'm supposed to do anyway. Yeah. Um, enough about that, but yes, I totally agree. Aaron, do you remember the Weekly Reader? Of course, yeah. Well, of course, the Weekly Reader. I love the Weekly Reader, yeah. So, in 1986, the, of course, this is a classroom distributed periodical that we were given. Yeah. The Weekly Reader. Yeah. They did a poll, and they found that stranger danger and the threat of nuclear war were among the biggest concerns of kids in grades two through six. That right? is so messed up. You're talking right. about, so, you're talking about what, like nine-year-olds, yeah, you know, and their biggest fears are stranger danger and, and nuclear yeah. war. Come on. Yes, that's, that's correct. Yes. Ugh. Um, and it should be, you know, your sibling stealing your toy or giving your strawberry shortcake to Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> So the, the editorial director of the Weekly Reader said, and I quote, I think we have scared kids too much. Right. Oh, it's a bit correct. bit over the top. Um, on, on a related note, Aaron, huh. do you remember the whole thing about the razor blades and, and crazy <laughs> stuff in the Halloween candy? Also not, not really a thing. Not really yeah, a thing. Not really a thing, it turns out. We were certain that uh -huh. we were going to find razor blades. <laughs> 
Right. That, yeah. That Along the same lines, and and like we said earlier, and maybe this is a future episode. I would, I think it would, I would like it to be the satanic panic, you know, yeah. similar thing, a moral panic where, that where like the West Memphis Three. If you've never heard of that case, look it up. Where innocent, innocent kids who happened to, you know, dress a certain way and listen to Metallica ended up going to prison over a murder they had nothing to do with. Yeah, a murder that was committed by a, someone in the victim's family, of course, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this was a thing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it still is, but it seems like back when we were kids, there was a moral panic around every corner. People were just, they they, they loved making us kids fearful. That's for sure. Oh, oh my goodness. So, I mean, you know, on the plus side of our childhood and the, 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 the approach to it, we did have a lot of freedom. We were out there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was a big part of it. So, but you know, yeah, it, I think for for our parents to feel okay with us just being out there wild on the streets for many hours a day, they, they were thrilling that that fear into us. And yeah, so stranger danger, people. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Stranger danger. Let me ask you before we wrap up, Amy, your opinion on something. Okay. What's the better parenting style? 80s style where your kids are on their own riding their bikes around all over the place as long as they know not to take free candy from strangers they'll probably survive or modern parenting which is i don't know i guess helicopter parenting not all parents are helicopter parents but it's a lot more supervised and it's a lot more i don't know parents are a lot more involved let's put it that way which is the better style in your opinion Mm-hmm. like no plow parenting where you are pushing all obstacles out of the child's path. Wow. So they will they will experience no pain, they will experience no disappointment. You will make sure that everything goes perfectly and smoothly for them. I think that is really um, really really a bad plan. It does yeah. not help. It does not help kids develop any kind of coping skills with the disappointment or pain or not being number one or any of that stuff. So I think we could probably swing back toward maybe not full-blown. Yeah. <laughs> full-blown, not like <laughs> status, but, you know, there's probably a happy medium in there somewhere. But, yeah, um, yeah. I would argue that we probably developed more life skills with, you yeah. know, That's true. figure thing, things out a bit on our own. More resourceful, also, yeah. I, as a parent, you know, we were probably somewhere in the middle of those two extremes with our kids. And, I think so. You know, we're a lot closer, I hate to say this, because I love our parents and, loved us and did a great job with us as best they could mm-hmm. but we you know we were more engaged with our kids and and you know a, like knowing who they were and being involved in some of their you know things that they were into and going to all their stuff like yeah that would have been nice if our parents had a little more of that going on yeah that's true happy medium yeah i agree i think somewhere in the middle is the sweet spot yeah i agree yeah and I, i've tried to do that I think with my kids, although I think I lean more towards 80s style, especially when they get a a little older. Once they're like in their teens, it's like, all right, just, you know, don't don't smoke cigarettes. I don't know. Have fun. Here's $20. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. What's going to happen when they go to go to college or go off on their own? They're going to. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, stranger danger, everybody. Do not if you see a van in Homer, Alaska, on the beach that says free candy. Just be careful. I'm not saying avoid it. Just be careful, okay? Because I don't know what kind of candy this guy has. Okay. All right. Right. We're gonna have to do Care Bears next week. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. We'll be back next week with something a little bit more fun. By the way, find us on Facebook. That's kind of where our little community lives. Uh, if you have an idea for a future show, you can contact us there. Just look for the Latchkey Kids. And I think that's all we got this week. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.